and welcome to this Tuesday edition of Back to the Bible. This week we have with us Bible teacher Dr. Kroll as we count down your top 10 Christmas carols. Yesterday we looked at Hark the Herald Angels Sing and O Little Town of Bethlehem. And Dr. Kroll, which carols will we be doing today? Today we're going to look at number eight and number seven. And number eight is one that takes us back and asks the question, who is Jesus? Now, do you think you know what hymn that is? Don't tell them. All right, I won't. Uh, You'll get to that in a moment. But the second carol we're looking at today, it's kind of one of my favorites, particularly as a child. So can I tell them about that one? It is Away in a Manger. Yeah, we love that hymn as kids. We still love it today because it talks about the baby Jesus asleep on the hay. Shows us something about the humanity of God. God became a man so that we could become the sons of God. Well, today we're going to look at number eight and number seven on the list of the ten top hymns that you told us you love right here on Back to the Bible. Christmas really is for children. You know, it's all about kids. And uh, a lot of the Christmas hymns that we sing, were really written for the benefit of children. Uh, Certainly, What Child Is This is one of those hymns. Now, William Dix was the man who wrote this hymn, What Child Is This? William Dix was an Anglican layman who was born in Bristol, England. He's a man who moved to Glasgow, Scotland, and became a very, very successful insurance salesman. But as a result of his success, one day when he was quite young, uh, William Dix fell very ill to a disease. He was in bed for many, many weeks. And uh, during that time, nearly died, but during that time, he met God in a very personal way. And as a result of that, he was used uh, by God to write not only this hymn, but several other hymns. And the hymns all relate to Jesus and who Jesus is. Now, if you have a Bible and would like to follow along today, I want to read to you a portion out of Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 is the story when the wise men come to find out who this Christ child is. Listen to this. This is the way Matthew records it. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least of the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star, which they had seen in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, 
frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Well, that's Matthew's account of not the birth of Jesus as much as the visit of the Magi to Jesus. Notice they are living now in a house. They're not in the inn any longer, the stable of the inn. Uh, It mentions a young child, does not mention a baby. So we assume that this is a little later in the life of the Lord Jesus, maybe up to two years of age. You may recognize the tune of What Child Is This? because it was set to the music of an old English folk tune, Greensleeves. Uh, Just a haunting melody, lovely tune. Well, here's stanza one of one of your favorite hymns, What Child Is This? What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet and anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? You see, the hymn writer is amazed at this point. He's asking the question, what child is this? Because he knows there's something unique, there's something special about this baby. He wants to know, why do angels come to the birth of this child? And why are the shepherds there? And now, why are wise men coming, seeking this little child? What is there about this person that is so different and so unique from any other person? Sometimes we miss the person because we're so enamored with the star of Bethlehem or so enamored with the wise men or so enamored with the stable or something else. The question that has to be asked of you today is, what child is this? Have you come to grips with who Jesus is? Stanza one of this great hymn tells us there is a question to be asked that all of us have to ask at some time. But do we know the answer? Well, William Dix knew the answer. Listen to this. Here's his answer. Here's the refrain. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. William Dix is not at all bashful about telling us who this child is. Now, this child is not just the object of angel choirs, not just the object of inquiries by shepherds or, or wise men coming to see him. This child is much more. This child is both the Messiah of Israel and the King of the Jews. Now, we know that because right here in chapter 2, Matthew, that I just read, it says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They were not looking for a little baby. They were not looking for Christmas presents. They were looking for the opportunity to bow themselves before the king of the Jews. Now, the Bible is filled with references to this. So let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Wonderful. Counselor. Eternal Father. Prince of Peace. No end to his kingdom. Now, you have to ask yourself a question. 
How can a person like this be born in a stable? Well, Jesus never really did meet the expectations of people, right? They anticipated the king of the Jews would come riding over the hill on a white horse and deliver them from the hated Romans. Instead, we have a baby. We have a stable. We have sheep. We have shepherds. We have all the things that just didn't make any sense to the Jewish people. We see their sad misunderstanding of Jesus played out in Matthew 27, verses 29 through 44. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, himself he cannot save. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God now deliver him, if he desires. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now, isn't that interesting? The Jews did not understand the birth of Jesus. Why would he be born in a stable? And the Jews did not understand the death of Jesus. Why would our king be crucified on a cross? One of the great mysteries of Christmas is how many people this Christmas will still miss who this person is because they're expecting something else. But Jesus came exactly as God wanted him to come. So our response should be the response of uh, the last stanza of this great hymn. It says, so bring him incense, gold and myrrh. Come, peasant king, to own him. The king of kings salvation brings that loving hearts enthrone him. You're listening to Back to the Bible with the Bible teacher Woodrow Kroll. Now, Dr. Kroll, as you talked about the account of the wise men from Matthew chapter 2, their response of falling down and worship is really a great reminder of who Jesus is. And we need to see him and worship him the same way that the wise men did. Yeah, isn't it interesting that these uh, brilliant people, you know, we know these wise men were Chaldeans. They, they were people who watched the heavens. They were astronomers of their day. These brilliant people, and they knew the prophecies. You know, the, the star appeared to them in the east. The Bible does not say the star led them from the east to Jerusalem. Because when it appeared again over Bethlehem, they were overjoyed. The star's back. What they came to Bethlehem was, they understood the prophecies of the Old Testament. And when they saw this star, somehow that triggered in their mind, we have to go see this person who is the king of the Jews. And when they saw the baby, the young child, Jesus, they didn't just give him gifts and say, what a cute little tyke he is. They fell down and worshipped him. Now, they knew what to expect. Too often today... We don't treat Jesus the way we ought to because we really don't know what to expect of Jesus. It doesn't matter who we expect. What matters is what God gives us. And our response to this great Christmas gift is to enthrone him in our hearts.
to the Bible Jamaica invites you to join us in our lunchtime faith partner prayer and fellowship meeting scheduled for tomorrow, Wednesday, December 13 at Bethany Fellowship, 9A Hagner Park Road, Kingston 10. That's right beside our office here at Hagley Park Plaza. We're looking forward to seeing some of our longtime partners as well as some of you who have come on board in more recent times. In addition, it's an opportune time for regular donors to stop by for your complimentary 2024 calendar and to purchase extra copies for family and friends. We will commence our main presentation at 12 noon sharp and conclude by 1 p.m., after which we'll have a short time of fellowship with some light refreshments. So, in whatever way you support this ministry, if you are desirous of becoming a partner or just a regular listener, you are invited to our upcoming lunchtime faith, partner, prayer and fellowship meeting scheduled for tomorrow, Wednesday, December 13 at Bethany Fellowship, 9A Hagel Park Road, Kingston 10. And please, if you can, come with a special offering towards the ministry to help us meet our year-end financial obligations. We ask that you confirm your attendance either by emailing us at backtothebibleministry at gmail.com by giving us a call at 876-926-5765 or by sending a WhatsApp message to 876-337-6295. Well, up next on Back to the Bible, another one of your favorite carols, Away in a Manger. Now, you're probably familiar with the words, but do you know who wrote it? Dr. Kroll has a few clues, so let's hear what he has to say. the little Christmas hymn, Away in the Manger? Well, everyone does. I mean, it's one of those hymns that we have been singing since we were just knee-high to a hiccup. It's just one of those beautiful children's hymns. But you know what? Even an adult can sing Away in the Manger because we all can pray, I love thee, Lord Jesus, stay close to me tonight. One of the refrains in that hymn is something that is good for us any day of the year, any person of the world. Now, this hymn was first published in 1885. It was first published in the Lutheran Sunday School book. Uh, there are two tunes to this hymn, and you may have your favorites. I'm sure we all do. Cradle Song was the one that was commonly used in the United Kingdom. It was written by William J. Kirkpatrick. Uh, the other one, Mueller, is the one that's more common here in the United States. It was written by James R. Murray. Uh, James Murray's was done in 1887. Kirkpatrick's was done in 1895. So they go back a 100 years or more. But the author of the first two stanzas of this great Christmas carol is unknown. We do not know who wrote Away in a Manger. Stanza number three, we know, was added in 1904 by Dr. James McFarlane of New York City. So we can attribute stanza three to someone. But who wrote one and two? Well, some have attributed one and two to Martin Luther. And here's the reason why. When Murray published his uh, title of this great hymn, he published the title this way, Luther's 
cradle him. And then in parentheses he put, composed by Martin Luther for his children and still sung by German mothers to their little ones. And there it was. Now, we don't know for sure whether Martin Luther wrote this hymn or not. But it sure sounds like Martin Luther. And it comes from the era of Martin Luther. And it was in Martin Luther's songbook. So whether Martin Luther wrote the hymn or not, we don't know. What we do know is this. This is a hymn that has, has just gone across the world. This is a beautiful carol about beautiful Christmas. Christmas is a pretty simple thing, actually. It's not about gold and glitter. It's, it's not about wrappings and trappings. Christmas is the story of God humbling himself and coming to earth in the form of a baby. So stanza one in Away in a Manger says this, Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. This is one of the least theological of all the Christmas carols we sing. Oh, sleep on the hay, that's wonderful, but it doesn't tell us much about theology. What we do know, though, is this. I want to take your attention to Matthew chapter 1. I want to read several verses out of Matthew chapter 1 because this hymn is a perfect hymn of the humanity of Jesus. Let's remember Jesus is God of very God. That is to say, everything it takes to be God, Jesus possesses everything. Now, that can't be said of any other person except God the Father and God the Spirit. So, Jesus clearly is God. That's what the Bible says. But the Bible also teaches us Jesus clearly is a human being. This day, when God became a man, Jesus took on flesh that he never had before. He took on a humanity that he never had before. He was made of the seed of David. There was a day when Jesus was not human. But there will never be a day in the future when he is not. Why? Because permanently God and man are joined together in the unique, one-of-a-kind, only one Jesus, the only begotten of the Father. Now listen to this, Matthew chapter 1, uh, beginning at verse 18, Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, after his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things... Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's an important expression because that which is conceived in Mary means there's a human element to Jesus. And the fact that he is conceived of the Holy Spirit means there is a divine element to Jesus. That's why I say he is the unique Son of God, God the Son, God-man, because there's nobody else like him. Nobody else ever was God in the flesh, only Jesus. That's a claim cannot be made by any other religious leader, can't be made by any other scientific person, can't be made by any other person. Now, Jesus clearly, however, while he was God, was also clearly human. There have been people over the course of time who have denied the deity of Christ. 
and they were condemned as heretics, as they should have been. And their people over the course of time have denied the humanity of Christ, and they were condemned as heretics, as they should have been. Why? Because Jesus bears all the marks of humanity. He is indeed a real live person. The Bible tells us so. Look at Matthew 26, verse 12. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Now, Jesus is saying, look, this woman has come to me. She's poured ointment over my head. It has run down over my body. Uh, This is not an apparition. This is not a cousin of Casper the ghost. This is a person who has a real live body. And just a few verses later, verse 38, we learn that Jesus also has a soul. Here's Matthew 26, verse 38. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. All right, now he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and in Gethsemane he says, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. So we know that he has a body. We know that he has a soul. But what about a spirit? Well, look at verse 50, Matthew 26, verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Yielded up his spirit. Jesus has body, soul, and spirit. Everything it takes to be God, Jesus has. But everything it takes to be human, Jesus has as well. So, Away in the Manger is the story of the humanity of Jesus. Let's look at the second stanza. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes. But little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Now, we don't know that the cattle were lowing. We can assume they were. That would make good sense. Uh, We can assume that Jesus as a baby would cry when he was awakened. Uh, None of this is theological, but it's certainly human. And I think the point of this hymn is to show us Jesus was a real, live person. Stanza number three. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee there. This is really a children's song, because Christmas is all about children. And when you're singing away in a manger with your children, make sure you point out to them the fact that Jesus is God, but Jesus also was a baby. Jesus is the most unique person who has ever lived, the only God-man there ever was. Away in a manger celebrates the fact that God became a man for you and me at Christmas time. Well, Dr. Kroll, you mentioned that this particular carol is not as theological as some others, but it does a great job of helping us relate to the human aspect of Jesus, and I think that's that's important too. Yeah, it is important. Again, we don't know if Martin Luther wrote this hymn, but Martin and Katharina had a lot of children, and you can see Luther, if he did write the hymn, with kids all around him, his own, and wanting them to understand Jesus is not just some God up there that these little children can't reach. He is right here, right at Luther's lap like these little children are.
thanks for joining us today here on Back to the Bible, brought to you by Back to the Bible Broadcast Jamaica, in partnership with listeners who give in support of this ministry. Our office is located at shop number 22, Hagley Park Plaza, Kingston 10. Our office hours are from Mondays through to Fridays from 8.30 a.m. through to 4 p.m. We can be contacted via email at backtothebibleministry at gmail.com. Our office number is 876-926-5765 and our cell and WhatsApp number is 876-337-6295. To listen to this study again or some of our previous studies, they are available in our free mobile app along with other Bible engagement material. Just look for BTTB Jamaica in your app store. That's BTTB Jamaica. You can also listen and download our studies from other podcast platforms, including Podbean, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Be sure to look for Back to the Bible Jamaica. Before we go, a reminder that we have in stock our 2024 scripture calendars available for your contribution of $700 each, as well as our daily bread devotionals available for $500 each. Well, the countdown of your favorite Christmas carols continues. Yes, your favorite hymns, your favorite Christmas carols. We asked you and you told us. And tomorrow we're going to look at two more of your favorites. That's right, so why not review the songs we did today? That's What Child Is This and Away in a Manger. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. We'd love to hear your comments on the carols that uh, we are reviewing, reflecting on during the course of this week. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Please join us again tomorrow as we look at two more of your favorite Christmas carols. This is Woodrow Kroll, and my prayer for you is that you would have a good and godly day. For what lasting value is a good day if it's not also a godly day? <laughs>